true believers, welcome back to the League of Entertaining Gentlemen. Joining me once again this month is none other than Mr. Stephen Waldinger. Stephen, welcome hey! back. Oh, well, thank you so much. Good to be back. What you been doing lately? Ah, lots of, lo lots of fun stuff here. Um, a uh, monster story just a single like one page one of our comic prov comics that me and my friend lady beaver do uh we wrote one and submitted it into a monster anthology and it uh made the cut and it's being um the monster anthology is currently on kicks on a kickstarter right now and it's uh very close to being funded nice um, it's a huge monster anthology it's like 224 pages and um uh, the the creator of the book is looking to raise sixteen thousand, and we're very close to fifteen thousand with a lot of time left. So very excited. Can you put the link for that in the show notes, and I'll I'll add it on the blurb on the website. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's uh, I'll say it now, and then I'll uh, do the notes thing too. It's monsteranthologycomic.com. Very cool. I'm gonna have to check that out myself. I love me some kickstarters every now and then, especially for comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'll good to uh, do the comics for the Kickstarter. Uh -huh. I've done about, uh, um, probably about four or five so far for that. I haven't done a ton because there was a time where I was doing a, a bunch of them, like, right in really quick succession. But I still am waiting on a couple of them, and that was, like, from two years ago. So That's <laughs> yeah, one of those things. Um, Mr. Mo, what's going on with you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, just got back from state track. That was awesome. Kids did really well, uh, and that's about it. My my life's pretty chill. Baseball and lacrosse start soon. Yay! Woohoo! What is a lacrosse? Uh, a lacrosse. It's basically hockey and football put together on grass. So like, you use a stick to manipulate a ball to score points in a net, and so you get to wear shoulder pads and run around and hit stuff. It's pretty fun. Do you wear like the same kind of shoulder pads that you would wear in football? Um, they're a little lighter and they're more to protect your sternum, so they protect your rib cage a little bit better. Um, but you don't really wear the leg pads. Uh, so it's basically cup, gloves, shoulder pad, helmet. Interesting. So, I have a little quick related note on um, semi-related note to lacrosse is a very long time ago, um, the, way back when um, The Phantom Menace was in theaters, there was a uh, video called American Jedi, which mis uh, combined uh, The Phantom Menace with American Pie. And it's hilarious. One of the great, the highlights for me, one of the highlights for me, um, one of many highlights for me was um, what do we call it? Lacrosse was a big part, not a big part, but I mean, it was something they did during American Pie. So they incorporated the lacrosse into American Jedi. And the uh, goalie for the bad team was Darth Maul. And he had a double-edged lacrosse stick. It was so hilarious. <laughs> That'd Mo, be pretty sweet to see. Would that be in regulation, a double-edged uh, lacrosse stick? I would say yes. I'm not, I'm not sure what... <laughs> UIL would say, but I would be totally down for it. <laughs> you should be Commissioner Mo. <laughs> Commissioner Mo. That'd be awesome. Yes. He's graduated from Mr. to Coach to Commissioner. 
It's kind of like a I'm, commissioner is kind of like a mixture between coach and mister, isn't it? It's true. It's, yeah, it's a pun on the other. My dream is to be Dr. Coach Mo someday. Dr. Ooh. Coach Mo. Because <laughs> Coach like, Dr. Mo sounds weird. Like Dr. Strange? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And not all the doctors are doctors. Like, I don't think Dr. Fate's an actual doctor, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Was Dr. Doom? Doctor Doom is yes. Hmm. Um, um, who else? Doctor Who. There's another one. I don't know much about Doctor Who, so I wonder if he's an actual doctor or not. Probably not. I'm going to go with no one. That one. It's like, it's like <laughs> Doctor Phil. Know, let us know. I don't think Doctor Phil is an actual <laughs> doctor. Anyway, we are not talking about <laughs> comics yet, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about our topic for this evening, this month, because. This is why you're here. You're not here for lacrosse. Unless you're wrong. <laughs> you're here for lacrosse. But let's talk about the topic that we have on Doc for tonight. So just want to talk about the influence of source material on other media platforms, be it video games, uh, TV, movies, audio dramas, anything that uh, pulls from the source material. And there's one thing in particular that I was going to bring up in the opening bit here, but... I, I figured it would actually fit better here. So I've been watching something recently, and it's a TV show called Gotham. I know you guys may have heard of that show before. It started out and it was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to say that. But now it's actually pretty interesting. And they pulled um, a certain character. Uh, we'll call him Mr. J. That won't give anything away. From the... It, okay. Anybody that's read the recent Batman run in the past year knows about Joker cutting his face off, right? Yes. Okay. No, I did not know that. Well, <laughs> actually, I have a little quick addendum to that. There's actually it, it's been revealed in DC Rebirth that there's uh, actually three Jokers. Yeah. So he was like one of the yes off Joker. One of the face cut off was one of them. Yeah. So in Gotham, they kind of played with that concept a little bit in this character that's kind of like the Joker. They haven't come out and said that he is the Joker, but you're pretty much certain that it's going to be the Joker. And his face was cut off for the past couple episodes. And I'm like, man, they really pulled from that particular character's comic. And that was just a recent comic, too, within the past, like I said, couple years. So yeah, Death in the Family was the arc. Death, the death the of the Family was the arc. Okay. So... It goes to show, like, you know, there's some really cool concepts and ideas that are out there in the source material. But, you know, for whatever reason, they, these showrunners, movie writers, uh, game designers, they tend to make their own stories. And sometimes they pepper in whatever they want from the comics. But sometimes they just do their own thing. So the question I have for you, fine gentlemen. Steve, let's start with you. How much influence should the source material be on a movie, TV show, or whatever? You definitely need to pay homage to it. You don't need to go overboard. Uh, for overboard example was uh, Watchmen. Uh, I accidentally kind of made it sound like I didn't like Watchmen in another podcast that I, I started doing with a friend where we talk about uh, the first episodes of TV shows. I did, in fact, like the movie Watchmen. What happened with it, though, was I watched Watchmen first before I read the comic. So I came out of the theater thinking, oh, hey, that was a pretty cool movie. 
And then so I guess like, oh, I'm now I'm inspired to read Watchmen. So I go to read Watchmen and I'm reading like they basically just literally adapted Watchmen straight up, which is fine. But I mean, it's it's the equivalent of like, you know, reading the you know, when you have you're assigned a book in school and watching the movie instead of reading the book, because I mean, it, they basically except for some minor changes here and there. It was the book on screen, which was it kind of deflated it for me once I read the book. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's the choices the movie made. I mean, it's cool that they, you know, were so faithful to the source material. But at the same point, it's those little variations that uh, come into play that make the movies for me like um, Spider-Man, for example, the very first Sam Raimi Spider-Man, just one of the many great things about that for me was that they got in the the beats of um, Spider-Man, but I mean, they didn't like um, hammer everything in to, you know, make it, oh, no, this must happen. This must happen. I mean, the Green Goblin did end up impaling himself on a, um, on his glider, like in the comics, but I mean, he didn't, um, Gwen Stacy in this movie didn't fall off a, bridge mary you know him and mary jane were building their story so i mean they mixed and matched elements of spider-man and that's the perfect way to do it in my book so with the spider-man example is actually really good because two when you look at that they chose to do organic webbing instead of web shooters which to that point in all the comics that i remember at that point he had always had web shooters right yeah, there when he had the venom sim, the the venom symbiote suit, uh, he had organic web shooters there, but that's because it was a living symbiote creature. Once he went back to his uh, regular costume, then he was back to the mechanical web shooters. Yeah, that, and that's what I remember too. Because when he was venom, he had him like on, a, on the top of his wrist, but when he was Spider Man, it was like on the bottom of his wrist where he had his his shooter. So that was another mm-hmm. thing that you know you look at that, and that was a controversial decision at that point. I think people, you know, finally went okay with it or whatever down the road but when you think about it worked for me but i was i i would i prefer the the mechanical web shooters myself because it shows that it just shows peter parker's genius um in that he was able to build these mechanical web shooters Mm -hmm. but i think that's actually one of the reasons they went away from it they're like this kid's not that smart he's you know he can't make these these mechanical marvels of science so they went with the organic i think in part because of that Mm-hmm. But in the Amazing Spider-Man, they used the web shooters, and I thought that worked pretty well. Mm-hmm, exactly. You could you could buy that he created them. Like, oh yeah, he was for sure. A, a bright kid, and obviously in the new movies, um, we've only seen a little bit of Spider-Man, but he's also using the web shooters there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. I like that. I like the mechanical better. Again, yeah, it just shows Peter Parker's in, intelligence, which mm-hmm. they've stepped up over the years. But for the longest time, he was just you know, really, really smart guy, but he was never like in the upper echelon of Marvel geniuses. And now he, nowadays he is in the upper echelon of Marvel geniuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to make a point. I forgot what I was going to say, but it had to Oops. do with, with, uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man interpretation. If it comes back to me, I'll let you know. We were talking about the Ven- Venom symbiote and the, the, um, uh, organic versus mechanical web shooters. Oh yeah, so with the mechanical web shooters in the comics and in, even in the animated uh, cartoon back in the '90s, he would always use 
if he had, let's say, he fought somebody that was weak to something or had to change his webbing somehow, he would change the webbing cartridges and the serum that was inside of it to fight something else different. So in that aspect, it was a lot more versatile to have the mechanical than it would be organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought that, that back into the recent Spider-Man comics, too, is that he has, like, tons of different web options now. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mo? On Spider-Man or on the concept? On Spider-Man. <laughs> You've been sitting over there just kind of chilling okay. because you don't have anything well, to say about Spider-Man probably. I was sitting there going, I did not know that Spider-Man wasn't always, like, I didn't know the machine was normal. I always thought he just had webbing shoot out of him because he was Spider and Spider do that. Oh no! So yeah, I was, the... I, I was sitting there going, "Oh God, I really <laughs> only know things about the Hulk, don't I?" And I'm just feeling really dumb, because yeah, that's that's all I was thinking. <laughs> Crap. Oh, it's okay. But what what about the whole concept in general, though? Of using source material, what it, how much it should be oh, used? The the question. Yes. Okay. I was really, um, I want to say bitter about that. Like, when I saw Marvel release a statement saying, in their new games, they're telling developers to do whatever they want. Like, like, hey, make your own story. Take your own path. Create your own universe. It's going to be great. And I was like, but but no. Like, what if they make a bad universe? Or if they make a universe that's, that's I don't know, hulkless? Or a universe where the Hulk dies? I don't want to be part of those universes. I currently ignore certain comics and b- b- pretend they don't exist to make sure that in my universe, the Hulk lives and is good. And um, that's what made me nervous. I was suddenly going, I was being really selfish about it. But at the end of the day, like when you think about it, giving them freedom allows for other storytellers to tell better stories. Um, as a teacher, I teach one way. And my goal is to make every kid know they're loved and to make every kid want to be healthy in my P class. I mean, our school's burned over a million calories this year. And, just because I, I teach with games and fun, thank you, um, doesn't mean that another PA teacher who maybe is more circuit-driven and, like, a CrossFit-type person who's really, you know, yeah, I do this drill, blah, blah, over, over again. Um, that way of teaching has its own merit and has its own good, like, part of it. And so that's when I was, like, as I was stopping the selfishness, I was like, you know what? Hearing other stories from other people in a universe as big and beautiful as the Marvel one can only lead to good things. And so myself is just kind of like dissipated. And I was like, you know what? I can't wait because Telltale is making a Gardens Galaxy game. I've loved every Telltale game I've ever played, even Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. Wait, they made Back to the Future? Who made Back to the Future? They did. They did? Okay. So I've never played one where I didn't like it. Yeah, the engine's a little wonky. It can be buggy at times. But the stories have always been so good, I can overlook that. And so that's where I was sitting there. Okay, you know what? Sony's making a Spider-Man game that's not going to tie into a lot of the universe. I can't wait to see where they go with that. And so movie-wise, it's led to me, like, I still constantly am thinking about what did the Scarlet Witch whisper to the Hulk? And that's something that... You know, I don't, from what I've read, I've never seen that in a comic. I've never seen her bewitch him in a way that he saw something he feared. Maybe I missed it, but that that little change they made made that storyline that much better for me. Because now everyone's wondering, hey, what 
what'd she show the Hulk? What'd he see? Mm-hmm. And um, I really can't wait for them to tie that back in because I think that that's something that's going to hit in uh, his appearance in the new Thor movie. So, and yeah. that's going to be really cool when he's in Thor. Oh yeah, he's... I'm very excited for that. I'm really hoping that like Hulk goes drinking with Thor's buddies. You know the big Viking dude. And then, stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they get into like not like a fight like over bad things, but like one punches one on the shoulder and the other one punches the other on the shoulder, and like they just kind of roughhouse because that's a place where the Hulk could roughhouse a little bit. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't have to wear kid gloves, and so like I really hope they put some lighthearted like fun stuff in there too. So, I'm sure they will because there's always been kind of that little camaraderie we'll call it between Thor and and Hulk. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's that's my my two two cents. Very cool. So, and I mentioned a little bit too, like source material on in Gotham, but you know, there's if you look at movies like, oh, let's go with everybody loves to hate on it, Batman versus Superman, right? There was a lot of influence from source material on there, and to the fact that you know. They they pulled from so many different eras and put so much stuff into it that it feels like it was a little disjointed because of it. What do you guys think about that? Do you think there's a point where it could be too much that detracts from the overall story of what they're trying to do? Steve? Definitely, yeah. If you try and cram too much into a short amount of time, it's not going to go well, nine times out of ten. Spider-Man 3 had that problem. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 had that problem. Batman vs. Superman had that problem. Basically, anytime you think of a bad superhero movie, it's one of the big causes is that they just tried to cram way too much in. X-Men 3. X-Men 3, yeah. Oh, so bad. <laughs> I'm tearing up, actually, just thinking about, about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so let's... I hate that movie. Let's talk about it for a second. X Men Three, okay. Have you seen it, Mo? Yeah, but I liked it, so I'm I'm just gonna sit here quietly and listen. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's perfectly fine for people to like it, and enjoy it. But for for source material, people like Steve, myself, we go into that movie, and we see the trailers where it's like, oh, it's gonna have you know this person and this person. I was like, man, they're gonna put a lot into this. Leech is in it too. What? Phoenix? I mean, Phoenix needed two movies to tell her story, but they kind of. We're starting to, because at the end of X-Men 2, it was just so perfect. It was so good. It set it up into, you know, what could be an amazing third act for the X-Men films. But then, you know, Brian Singer leaves, and the, the direction changes. The vision t- changes a little bit with the story. And it's just utter trash to go back and watch it from a perspective of someone who enjoys the comics and kind of knows where they were, what they were building towards. Um... That movie, Steve, just terrible. It's just yeah, like you you put the nail on the head there. The the setup from X Men Two. X Men Two is one of I think might be my second favorite comic book movie. Um, and then this that set up they set it up beautifully for the sequel, and then they just kind of went meh. We'll uh we'll just um kind of fart on everything. Sorry, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's cool. <laughs> um, but no, let's let's hear the, the flip side. No, no. Um, what were you, what were some of your highlights from X Men from X Three? Yeah, what, what made there, you enjoy it so much? Um, so I only remember from the X Men, like I think I, my mom went to like P 
Pizza Hut once, and they gave out an X-Men movie if you bought a pizza or something. Something happened with pizza and me getting a VHS tape of the first episode of the X-Men. The old one with um, where uh, Morph dies in the beginning. Okay, yeah, the 90, yeah, the 90s X-Men cartoon. Okay, so I had this one VHS of that, and I would watch it every day. And so in my world, there were only like seven X-Men. There was Morph who died. There was the professor. There was Gambit and his girlfriend. <laughs> and I can't remember who else was with that group. Like it was, it's been that long. There was Rogue, the the, the girlfriendish of yeah. Gambit, um, Jean Grey and Cyclops. Uh, you said Wolverine, right? I think he was there. I can't remember off the top of my head. And uh, Jubilee. So because my family was so sports oriented, and this was a non-sports thing. I never saw these on TV. I just had this tape. And so growing up, that was, those are the X-Men I knew. And so when X-Men 3 hit, there were all these X-Men I'd never heard of. Uh, remember, I, I didn't read my first comic until about three years ago now, four years ago now. And so I didn't know all these people existed. And what I liked about it was all the cool mutants that were popping up. And I'd be oh, look at that cool power. Oh, look what they can do. Oh, look at that. And that was like where I was getting excited because I was seeing all these things that I did not know was part of the canon. Does that make sense? So that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did. It definitely had some good things going for it. Um, Kelsey Grammer as the Beast was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Huh? Yeah, him as why? the Beast was, was good because I always liked Hank McCoy and the Beast in uh, the comic book, or in the comic book, the, the cartoon. And I thought that his portrayal of that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no offense to... Um, the uh, the actor's name's on the tip of my tongue. Who's who's portraying him now? He's he's good, but he's not the jovial uh, Hank McCoy that we you know all know and love. And Kelsey Grammer captured that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of you know part of what we were wanting to talk about was this this influence. And I think we're we're of the mind that of course you shouldn't just use the name. Uh, let's say, use the name of a, a comic book and try to make your own story completely, because they've done that before in movies, for sure. Um, and they just completely throw out the source material and do their own thing. I think, you know, Batman 66 is a prime example, right? Uh, you just kind of take the name and the character and just do your own thing and roll with it. But, you know, in time, it becomes accepted. And some could say loved. <laughs> so... It's one of those things where it's a fine line, and if if you look at movies that come out today, and the ones that are really well-received usually have great uh, story that is unique to the film or to whatever it is that's, that is being portrayed, TV show, game, whatever, but also harkens back in subtle or maybe sometimes even strong ways to the source material. So I think that's that's the re- the recipe that makes a success, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just thinking of uh, things that ignored source material. The most recent Fantastic Four didn't really. They they drew some from influences, but they kind of veered, and that's why it really stunk. <laughs> mhm. Did you see the Fantastic Four recently, Mo? Yes, and I liked it. <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray when it came out. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) 
That one, yeah, there, there's some good uh, elements for me, but they're, they're harder to think of. I think I think the thing I took away from that the most is, why isn't the thing wearing pants? Because he doesn't have to. He's <laughs> rock? Mm-hmm. There's, there's well, a character. He should still have all the rock parts. Uh-huh. There's a character that's interesting in, in comics that uh, I think could be explored a little bit better in the film or any other genre. Uh, the Thing. Yeah, he's a cool dude. And I like the way that he was short in this one. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I didn't like it at so much in the beginning. But when you see, like, the chip that's on his shoulder as the friend making him a little short, I think added depth to the character. Because, like, had the human him already been a massive dude, um, like, I don't think there's as much power in the fact that he gained those skills. Like, when Captain America went from being a super skinny dude to becoming Captain America, you see, like, oh, well, he's going to have this, this, this experience. Whereas I felt like by having a skinnier, shorter guy play uh, Ben, is it Grimes? Grim. Uh, Grim. Yep, Grim. Playing, playing him, uh, Ben Grimm, as a human, and then when the uh, incident happens, him evolving into the thing, I thought that added a lot of depth to the character, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the performances themselves were good, but just the material that they had to work with, I was not crazy about. They really bought... The biggest botch was Doctor Doom. Yeah. Well, there was that, that one scene in the movie where it was kind of cool with Doom, but other than that, it was not... Like the one where he's uh, laying waste to everybody in that base. Oh yeah, he did get a cool fight scene. But other than that, yeah. some somehow a stretchy man beats him. So <laughs> yeah, that's not how it happened in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always the team that has to do something to beat it, right? So it, they kind of portray that a little bit here, but there's no way that I don't. The way that they took him down was dumb. It was so stupid. And the way that, that Susan got her powers, so stupid. Like, she wasn't even on the ship. Oh, yeah. It was like, what, backlash or something like that from the <laughs> portal opening or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, just... th that was another thing. The Fantastic Four, like, I, I don't think um, the Thing and the Invisible Woman talked at all until, like, the very end of the movie. It was like the Fantastic Three and, oh, hey, I'm over here. Sue Storm, hello. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. But, so... Here's something, too, right? That was a, a terrible, you know, kind of interpretation of the story. In my opinion, at least. Sorry, Mo. Sorry, um, Mo. <laughs> but, it's fine. You know, I, I don't really matter. Just the, you do God, matter. You like do. Stuff. Mo, you're going to be a doctor. You Yes, Dr. Mo. Doctor! <laughs> so, looking on the flip side, like a great interpretation that didn't really pull too heavily from any comic book that I knew of, The Dark Knight. That one, to me, was a pretty standalone movie that there was a couple little calls to different things in the comics, but it was its own thing, right? That that was its own thing at that point. It it took it took a lot of good influences and made it its own thing. Like it was influenced by Frank Miller's Year One. I think there was a lot of influences from the Long Halloween, which are two of the of the really good Batman stories. But at the same time, they took those elements and fused them in so seamlessly that, you know, it seemed like it was um, a fresh take, which it was. And uh, it just, it, it did homage to its, to some source material without like hitting you over the head with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Go ahead, Mo. What I like about that series is I prefer my Batman ending up with Catwoman. And so anytime I get that, that makes me very happy. That's all I was going to add there. <laughs> that was one of the cool things about the uh, the Hush uh, storyline from a good several years ago. I think that was maybe the two, sometime in the 2000s. But um, Batman and Catwoman actually uh, became a couple for a stretch uh, during that storyline. And that was, the way it, it happened was very organic and very well done. So Moe's going to go read Hush now. Yes, Which I, I highly recommend to anybody who hasn't read uh, Hush. Go read it. I think I have that on my shelf. I'm not sure. I need to. If I don't, I need to get that trade. Okay. So, anything further to talk on this subject, gentlemen? Um, I think one other quick note on my end is that um, at the same point, this uh, the source material. Um, when you do it right, you can go away from it relatively altogether and be okay. Have you guys watched a Legion yet on FX? I just put it on my Hulu watch list. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard good things. Yes, it's definitely uh, a fantastic watch. And there, it kept going back and forth for a while on if it's going to be in the X-Men movie universe or not. Um, and they settled on that it's not. And that actually works fine for the show. Um, they've men- mentioned mutants once or twice. Um, but aside from the character Legion, uh, they haven't even called him Legion yet that I'm aware of. But aside from him being um, having the same real name as he does in the comics, that's been about it so far. There's been little other hints. Like, I mean, he's schizophrenic um, uh, like he is in the comics. But aside from that, like his... In the comics, his main thing is that, like, one of his biggest things is that he's Professor X's son. So I highly doubt we're going to see that in the show. They could easily make it work if they want to, but um, if they don't, they've built such a great universe in only three episodes that if we never see Professor X, that's gonna that's perfectly fine with me. Sounds good to me. I want to check it out. There's only two episodes so far out, right? Uh, the third one was just this past Wednesday. Okay. So yeah, three so far. I am looking forward to it. Mo, any final words on this topic? Read more Hulk comics? (laughs) (laughs) Put Hulk uh, in more things? You never watched the old 70s Hulk show because that, um, well, they they (laughs) intentionally depowered him because they wanted to make it realistic. Um, yeah, I don't like those words. <laughs> I don't like those words at all. It's like in the comics, of course, a, a bullet's going to bounce right off the Hulk. In the show, in that show, you could kill the Hulk with a bullet. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's yeah, so never you, being you're not missing now. much. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that, because I keep, I keep finding myself in like having like a day off here or there, and I'll go, oh, I'll watch some TV. And then I don't and play video games. And that was one of the things I think I actually tagged was like, oh, watch that old Hulk show. And there are a handful of really good episodes that I think you, um, you'd you enjoy. But on the whole, this, yeah, the series you can skip because of, in part because of him being so depowered. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our draft. Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember last week we did our first uh, of three rounds. We're now going to go to our second round of drafting. And Mr. 
Waldinger, would you please read for the class what has been done so far? All right. So through three rounds, here's our rosters and uh, balance left so far. My team has but two people so far, Spider-Man and Superman, but I have the most money left, $69 left. Mo has three people on his team. He's got the Hulk. That's a big shock. None of us saw that coming. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and he also has Professor X and yeah. Ray from uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. And he has $64 left. So he has oh. one more person than me and only $5 less than me. So I'm like in the shape of Mo's team here. And Nate, he has uh, four people on his team. He's got Darth Vader, Batman, Iron Man and Wolverine. So he's got the most people on us. He's got a good foundation going, but he's also got the least uh, budget of the three of us left. He has $47 left. It's not about the amount, but how you use it. <laughs> All right. So let's begin with he who has the least to he who has the most for the, our nominations. Again, we're going to be doing the... Um, auction style draft and we will be doing three per is that that what we're doing tonight three per each yes mm -hmm. three okay. rounds yes so there will be three rounds where we all call out a character and we will all have the opportunity to bid on said character so steve the goal for all of us is to end up with nine people on our on our teams yep that's the limit no you can't have more than nine but you must have nine no more no less so i will i will do the auctioneering or calling or whatever you want to call it <laughs> um so we will do steve you call out first then mo then myself so who you got mr waldinger all right i'm gonna go with wonder woman wonder woman all right going how much you want to get her for What's i'll your start bid? bidding at five dollars five dollars oh. for wonder woman going once. i have a question i have a question Okay. Is this the cool Wonder Woman from the Batman vs. Superman movie who's going to get her own movie? Or is this the lame Wonder Woman from the old stuff? <laughs> I'm just going to go with the traditional comic book Wonder Woman. Thank you. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman. Going once. Going twice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw six bucks. So, I'll, I'll bid six dollars. I will up that to seven dollars. I will continue not to bid because I don't want her. <laughs> um, yeah, she's a good get. I, 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 I'm going to say 10. Wonder Woman for 10. Oh. Um, going to go 11. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman for $11 to Mr. Waldinger. Going once, going twice. Sold to Mr. Waldinger. That's a good get. Yes. I am happy with this. So that leaves you with $58. Okay. All right. So the first is Mr. Waldinger with Wonder Woman. Congratulations. I think that's that's paired with Superman and Spider-Man. You guys, you've got a pretty good powerhouse building there. Yeah. Mo, who are you going to toss out? You're on the clock. Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> and I would like to start my bid at $1. I will bid two dollars. Going once. Three dollars. Five dollars. 
going once. Ten dollars. Eleven dollars. Going once. Twelve. Uh, twelve dollars going once. Going twice. I gotta do thirteen. I'm gonna do thirteen dollars for Palpatine. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Thirteen dollars for me, Palpatine. Going once. Going twice. Sold to me. <laughs> All right. So you paired, you, you got, got some good combo pairing there with Vader and Palpatine. Uh, that brings you down to $34. I know. It was a bit of a bit of a big buy, but I think Mo is playing me like we played him for the whole <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, we're only nominating him for one reason in the first round, because I don't actually want him. <laughs> uh, I knew it. Okay, so now it's to me. I will throw out Dark Side for $1. Ooh. $1 for Dark Side. Going once? Four. Um, I'm going to go three. Four. $4 for Dark Side. $5 for Dark Side for me. Going once? Going twice? Six. $7 for me for Dark Side. Going once? Eight. Mmm. Nine dollars for Dark Side for me going once, going twice. Ten. Ten dollars for Dark Side, going once, going twice. Sold to Mo Dark Side. I just I don't have the money to bid up that high, you guys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good get. Darkseid's a great yeah. character. He's a... You're going to have a, a good... Man, look at your team. What's I like it? him with Hulk. I like him with Hulk a lot. All right. He actually ties into another conversation we had. Wasn't he with Thanos in my ultimate villain package with Batman as a leader? I think he was. I think yes, he was. He was. Huh? All right. So let's go back then to Mr. Waldinger. Throw out your second pick for the evening. All right. My second uh, selection here is Optimus Prime. <gasps> Optimus Prime. <laughs> and I'm going to start you're at uh, $2. $2 for Optimus Prime going Five. once. Five. $5 for Mo going once. I'll go six. $6 for Steve going once. Seven. Going, ooh, $7 to the man in the high corner. Going once. Uh, I'll go eight. Eight dollars to the man on the west coast. Going once. Going twice. Sold to Megatron. I mean, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Prime. My plan is now complete. <laughs> All right. I like that one. Good job. No, thank you. Thank you. So before we go any further, Steve, can you tell us our totals? Um, after that bid um, that I just won for Optimus Prime, I, I have $50 left. Um, you, Nate, are down to $34 left. And uh, Mo, you have $54 left. Okay. Sweet. All right. So, Mo, I think you're on the clock now. Hmm. I, Optimus Prime was actually my second 
And so that's why I was like, do I want to bid for him? So in return, uh, I'm actually going to go with a nice punt. And I'm going to go for Luke Skywalker. <laughs> why are you pulling Star Wars characters? <laughs> because they're very powerful. And I, if I can get your money down low enough, I know I can get the one guy I actually want in this draft for pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy you actually want? Wouldn't that be Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been holding on to one that I'm going to do in the last round that I'm hoping Steve will just love me enough to let me have because I got you down to $34 already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Luke Skywalker, opening bid. $5. $6 for me. $8 for me. $10. $10 for Luke Skywalker to mow. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Ah, dang it, I got him. (laughs) What am I going to do with Luke Skywalker? You got Luke and Ray. You got the father and the daughter. That was for $10, correct? Yep. All right, you're down to $54, Mo. Uh, $45. $44. Yes. I looked at the wrong thing. I don't want to cheat the system. Nah. (laughs) Oh, he'll take it. Honesty, Honesty for you, listener, because I love you. All right. So for my second pick, I'm going to throw out Thanos. Oh. Thanos for $1 going once. $5. $6. $10. $11. Going once. Going twice. Sold to me for $11. We flipped those. That was my guy. Was that? <laughs> I'll trade you dark side for Thanos right now, and I'll take the dollar hit. <laughs> that's that's pretty tempting, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll we'll discuss it. All right, all right. We'll see what happens if we have a, if we have a trade. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that brings me down to twenty three dollars. Yes. Oh, man. So I have how many characters on my team now? One, two, three, four, five, six. So I can have three more characters. That's good to know. I'm, I'm doing pretty good on my, on my bids here. Or my uh, roster already. <laughs> All right. So we are now entering the final round for this month. And Mr. Waldinger, call out your character. Um, there was a list, um, a listener on Twitter who mentioned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I like that idea. I'm gonna go with, um, I, it's tough. My favorite turtles, Raphael. Hold but on, I feel personally they should be counted as a package. You want to package the turtles together? I was thinking that too. I, I just it, that is not a like, you having one without the other is not as strong. Like if you put Michelangelo versus anybody on our list, he loses. Anybody. Like, so I feel like all four turtles should count as one. Nate, what say you? Because standing on their own, there there is no good. So I'll I'll allow it. Package of four. Okay. All right. So all four teenage mutant ninja turtles. I'm gonna bid four dollars on the turtles. <laughs> 
Five. $4. $5 for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going once to Mo. Um, I'll go six. Six dollars for Steve. Seven. Mm. Seven dollars for Mo. I'll, I'll make it eight. Eight dollars for Steve. For four turtles, eight dollars. Going once to Steve. Going twice. Sold to Steve Waldinger. Steve has a friend. I was going to go to ten, but I was scared you were going to go higher than that. <laughs> I think I might I might have stopped at ten to be honest. See, I was like, I want them, but nine just felt too high for me. Good pick though. Thank you. Yeah, that might be the best uh, budget pick. I, uh, that works out to two dollars a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if one goes down, they all go down. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mo, for your final for this week month, what do you got? Well, I will be going with Wolverine, the new one that I actually like. X-23? or X-23. Okay. And I will start the bid at $8. $8. Nice. Um, I'll go 9 $9 Ten. to Steve. $10 for the Wolverine X-23 to Steve. I'm sorry, to Mo. Going once, going twice, sold to Mo. All right, so right now the big spender left is $42 for Steve, $34 for Mo, and I have a paltry 23 bucks. So, with my 23 bucks, who should I call out? Hmm. I think if Steve wants anybody, he's going to get whoever whoever it is. He can just call it out for sure. But I got to try. I got to I'm, I'm going to call one out. I'm thinking Steve will probably go for it, maybe even Mo. But we'll see what happens. Phoenix. Ooh. For one dollar. Oh, I'm gonna go five. Ten. Six. Eleven. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go twelve. Thirteen. Going once. Going twice. Fourteen. Four. Ooh. Oops. We have two dual fourteen bids. Dual four dual fourteens. Um, I'm going fifteen. I- Oh, 15. 15 going once. Going twice. 16. Ah! <laughs> ah! 16 to Mo. Going once. Going twice. I gotta do it. I gotta do 17. Sorry. I gotta do it. $17 for me. For Phoenix. Going once. Going twice. Sold. I want ah! I should have bid. <laughs> I had room. Should have bid. You did. You're playing it too safe. It's only because like I have a plan and she was on that plan, but that would have taken me away from three other people. So I gotta hope my other three that I'm investing towards are uh, 
are going to be there. Well, she was my my big get that I was trying to get out of today. So <laughs> that was that was what I was going for because I only have six dollars left now to spend after this. Six dollars with uh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, you only need two more people though. Yeah, so I should be okay. Even if I only get scrubs from here on out, I I'll, I think I'm okay because I got a pretty good. I mean, I got Palpatine, I got Thanos, I got Phoenix. Come on now. That's, that's a, this is a good round for me. Yeah, yeah, you came out pretty. Yeah, came out pretty good there. All right, you're, oh. spending, you're spending money, but you're uh, you're making evil. <laughs> <laughs> See, my first round was I had a little bit of evil, but now I'm I had to get all evil because Phoenix is technically good, but you know she's all powerful too. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Steve, why don't you go ahead and recap our teams, what we've got left going into the third and final round for next month. All right, up to the date rosters here. My team is Spider-Man, Superman, Wonder Woman, Optimus Prime, and all four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I have $42 left. Moe has The Hulk, Professor X, Rave from uh, Star Wars, Darkseid, Luke Skywalker, and Wolverine, the new Wolverine, X-23 Wolverine, and has $34 left. Nate, the least amount of money, but the most amount of people. He's got Darth Vader, Batman, Iron Man, Wolverine, Emperor Palpatine, Thanos, and Phoenix, with but $6 left to spend to fill out two more people on his team. Howard the Duck might be a bargain pick for me coming out of the last <laughs> round. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, what do you think of our teams right now? I know that uh, going into this round, you mostly thought that Mo had the best team. But, you know, looking at the teams now, I think I'm, pretty, I'm sitting in a pretty good position. So let us know what you think of these teams. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at PSVG or shoot us an email connect at p or whoa psvg <laughs> follow them too. uh that's a great uh gaming site and podcast follow us on twitter at entertaining pod hit us up with what you think about the draft here and you can send us an email connect at that's entertaining.net forgot about which podcast i was on for a second there all right so gentlemen for this month what final says have you Um, my my say is um, keep reading comics, y'all. I'm gonna highlight some really quick ones here. Sex Criminals is back, y'all. Um, the the Misfits series has been really good. Miss Marvel is always a fantastic read, and plus with real world events, I'm very anxious to see where that's gonna go. Uh, the Unstoppable Wasp has been a fun read, and um, also I got to give a shout out to my girl Squirrel Girl. She uh, is always rocking it every month. So uh, those are just some. Oh, and uh, one more that I want to mention is Old Country, I believe it. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I messed up the title. God Country. Um, it's about a uh, old man with Alzheimer's who gets a magical sword and gets his memories back. A lot of heartfelt stuff there. That sounds awesome. Oh, it goodness. is, yeah. Because the, the 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 first issue was a lot of it was the family, um, you know, dealing with 
the condition. Like it was straining um, the son who was taking care of him. His wife was taking the daughter um, away just because she couldn't put up with the, all the stress that this was causing. And then the sword falls from the sky and the old man gets it and um, becomes whole again. And he meets uh, just one of the many touching moments was he meets his he re-meets his granddaughter for the very first time, which is very beautiful. Sounds like a pretty good read. Yes, there are two issues in right now. It's an image comic. Oh, and um, one other one I want to mention. I got this at the L.A. Book Fair this past weekend. It's called Bart Kira. It is a combination of The Simpsons and Akira. Hmm. I have yet to read it, but um, I leafed through it at, uh, before I bought it. And um, Bart is Tetsuo. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Bart's Canada. I believe Milhouse was uh, Tetsuo, and I think Ralph was Akira. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let you all, I'll let you all know how it is uh, next uh, next show. Looking forward to it. All right, mm. Mo, final thoughts. Um, do your best to support local artists. Um, this last it had been two weeks ago. One of my uh, friends at the comic store was telling me about this kid who loves drawing monsters, and so. I was in there, and I'd seen uh, the young man drawing, um, and he was drawing a Godzilla picture. So I walked over, and I said, if you can draw Hulk fighting him for me, I'll give you 40 bucks." And he said, deal. So I came back this last Sunday, um, today, uh, gave him $40, and now I have a really cool picture with the Avengers actually fighting Godzilla. And he uh, went ahead and autographed it for me. So I'm going to get a frame and get it put up. Oh, that's so awesome! Nice. Well, let you guys know if you see, if you you know you go into a comic book shop, you go into these stores. If you see these local artists, these these young people who have dreams, um, you know, forty bucks to me that that's not buying one of the video games I was going to buy this month, and that's totally worth it because that's going to be more um, manipulatives for that young man to use. Maybe he buys a better art book, or he buys you know food that leads to an idea, or a book that leads to something. Um, I'm really hoping that. You know, I can try to do that every month, find uh, an artist and, and just throw a little love their way so they know how, how proud I am, how grateful I am for what they do. So, yeah, that's all. Almost excellent. little quick mini note on that. Um, Marvel Comics used to actually do a Godzilla comic, and Godzilla was in the Marvel Universe. So there's actually a comic of Godzilla fighting the Avengers. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to go pick that up. Like the good Avengers with Hulk in it, right? Um, it was the Hulk unfortunately was not on that team then no longer interested (laughs) (laughs) but it was Thor and Iron Man among other Avengers so the Thor and Godzilla part alone was pretty cool very cool and for my final thoughts for this week ladies and gentlemen true believers alike read what you like there are so many great comics out there there's Obviously, the ones by Marvel and DC with the heroes heroes that are popular and that you know. But there's also other comics out there by different houses like Vertigo uh, that may have some lesser-known talent, but they still have really good tales in them. So please, head to your local comic shop, ask them what's something different, tell them what you like, and maybe they'll be able to point you in something that you would have never discovered before but are able to now. That'll do it for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers alike, thank you for listening. Steve, thank you for joining us. Mo, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you guys on Twitter, Steve? 
Um, I'm at Steve Waldinger and my uh, comic uh, prof project that I do with my pal Lady Beaver, where we make live comics starring you. Uh, we have a Twitter as well. It's at Comic Prov, C-O-M-I-C-P-R-O-V. Very good. Thank you, sir. Mo? Coach Hulk on Twitter. And now, thanks to a late night with my friend over here, Mr. Nate, I'm now Coach Hulk on Xbox as well. There you go. You got it. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me on Twitter. I am at Voiced by Nathan. As we mentioned before, the show is at Entertaining Pod. So, that'll do it for us this month. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next month.